Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm James. And I'm Christina. Hey, Christina, how are you? Hey, good. Busy, busy, of course, as always. But how about you? How was your week? Really, really busy. I was uh, flying back and forth from Boston for work. I brought my Switch, but then didn't play it very much at all. And that kind of disappointed me. Uh, but, you know, I'm back home. I'm not traveling anymore for quite a little bit. And yeah, just just kind of going solid. A lot of, you know, pretty interesting news today. Not a lot of new releases. And that excites me. So but all in all, you know, just a good solid weekend. It's nice to kind of do a little pod on a Sunday afternoon and then go into the full work week. I agree. Yeah. Do you have a busy weekend? Uh, yesterday was busy, so I've been repainting my apartment and uh, just finished yesterday. So I've been doing a lot of touching up, a lot of cleaning, a lot of rearranging furniture. So it was just a lot of things happening. But today I finally got to like relax, watch a couple movies, just worked on the show notes mostly. So yeah. Nice. Yeah, I've been watching. I just started watching two new shows and uh, what you've been watching series here. I've been watching... <laughs> Uh, both on Netflix, the Ozarks show. <gasps> I love the Ozarks. Yes, I love that show. <laughs> uh, that one is pretty good, pretty dark. I just started watching him. Only it's a intense. few episodes in. Yeah, it's, it's in Jason, Jason Bateman. Love him. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of yeah, dark money laundering type of you know shenanigans going on. That's good. And then I started to watch the Umbrella Academy. Did you watch that? I did watch it. Um, and the reason I watched it is because a lot of people loved it. I just didn't really get that into it. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Ellen Page, so I wanted to give her a, a chance in it. And I liked her character. I thought it was interesting, but, uh, overall it was just a really strange show for me to get into. <laughs> I had a hard time with it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm in between on like Ozark. I sort of graduate gravitated to immediately. I was like, yeah, I'm all in. And yeah. Umbrella Academy, I watched the first two and I'm in, but I'm not 100% in. It is a very beautiful show. They did a great job with yeah. you know, the visuals, but mm-hmm. yeah, a little in between on that. Anything else? Yeah. What have you been watching? Been watching uh, so I caught up on Handmaid's Tale. That show is just getting so intense for me. Um, I really like it, though. And I've been watching all the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> Oh, nice. Are you trying to get to the latest one or whatever, the Hobbs and whatever? Yeah, I'm trying to work my way up because the only one I ever really watched was Tokyo Drift. (laughs) Mm -hmm, So I'm starting all the way from like mine too. Um, But yeah, starting from the beginning and and just finished the second one. But we'll see. Nice. Yeah, we also we also went to go to the movie theaters this week and the Cinerama in town. They they do a lot of classic film festivals and weeks or whatever, and they were playing. Mm the big Lebowski in 4k. So we had to go. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so that was very much good. And I, and I, and I will say like, I've seen the movie either a long time ago or I've seen it bits and pieces of it. And Heather like, you know, was like, you need to watch this. And we watched it one day, but it was really late at night. So I fell asleep. So now I've fully seen it in 4k glory in the Cinerama. And it was, it was very, very, very <laughs> awesome. So it sounds pretty cool. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into the news. Enough of us. And the, I do like this What You've Been Watching series. So maybe we'll come back to that from time to time. Let us know if <laughs> maybe, you enjoy that. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Uh, let's get into the news. Uh, the first one, you know, we had mentioned a lot in the past that third-party h- hardware accessories around docking stations and charging things 
are a little bit iffy, if you will say. Uh, in fact, the only one that I have ever tried because I was always scared was the uh, unofficial adapter from Amazon that, you know, just an AC adapter that I bought. And this one was supposed to be able to power your dock. So I just wanted another, you know, power a unit so I could move my dock around instead of buying another dock. Cause I heard there were reports of, you know, bricking systems and that sort of scared me, especially after different 5.0 updates like last year. And, you know, even recently I moved my dock from my office into the living room to play some Mario Kart with Luke when he was in town and I moved it back and something obviously had changed because the AC adapter from Amazon no longer could power the switch dock. Huh. Weird. Like, yeah, it, it would charge it by itself. But the dock, no, the official ch- cable just fine. And everything was working until I moved it. So something must have happened in the hardware or firmware. I haven't taken it out in a long time. And they must have pushed an update that was like, no. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It's weird. I mean, I was doing a little reading because I was going through the show notes and stuff. And I know that maybe like the connection the first time you had it connected was just like perfect. And then because you moved it and then moved it back, the connection like shorted out some at some point. It could be. It could be. Yeah, but luckily, yeah. luckily, my switch is OK. It didn't break. Now, a lot of other people did buy these third party dark docks by like Nyko and other, you know, third party uh, retailers that are out there. If you just go on Amazon, there's like a billion of them and mm-hmm. people are buying them. Now, some news came out from Ars Technica trying to figure out why this was a problem and continues to be a problem. Now, if you don't know, everything with the Nintendo Switch uses USB-C. And you think that this would be a standard because phones have USB-C and other things have USB-C. No, USB-C is a hot mess. Still is. The standards are really only getting finalized. Things are all over the place as far as input, output, voltage, and people can abuse the spec. And that's really what people said Nintendo was doing with the Switch itself. Like, oh, they're abusing the specs. There's too much power. It's doing power, HDMI, doing all these things across a single plug. Well, apparently, the Switch uses a chipset called the M92T36 power delivery chip. And this may be the root cause of why these third-party hardware is having issues. Now, this specifically says that it should only give a max of 6 volts. Um, output, whereas the Nyko dock apparently is sending over nine volts to the Nintendo Switch on the configuration channel pin. This is really in-depth, basically. Um, mm-hmm. It's a great report. Now, it also says that, you know, the Nintendo dock uses slightly nearer USB-Cs, so it's um, smoother to plug in and remove. Some may have, you know, gone this route. Some have not gone this route. Um, there's like all these little intricacies about main power lines and like the voltage and out to get down to it. This report, super in-depth for all you electrical engineering geeks. You're going to love it. But what this just says is, you know, and if it's not 100% compatible from Nintendo, you may have issues at the end of the day because there's so intricate bits and pieces that went into this little tiny dock and all the accessory plugs. It's kind of crazy. And I have more news about intricacies with the Nintendo Switch. (laughs) So we already talked about the battery life being improved with the new Switches coming out. But apparently, there's a lot of other updates that have happened that Nintendo hasn't publicly announced. Um, 
in a video by Kevin Kenson, he did a review and it was basically the old versus the new Switch and what Nintendo didn't tell you. So I watched the video and kind of put together some like top level notes. So they did confirm the battery life is extended, but there's a lot more. It looks like the new Switch runs about five degrees cooler, both in handheld and in docked mode. Now, the dock mode is more important because there have been a lot of issues in the past with like the plastic warping because it overheats. So I thought that was that was pretty cool. And it also seems that the screen on the newer Switch is brighter and the color is warmer. So making the color a little bit warmer, they actually did like a, a test in the video where they tested the temperature and everything. Apparently, the newer screen is closer to actual true white balance. So it's a better picture. It's more accurate and things like that. Now, separately from the video, there was an article that came out um, from the Wall Street Journal, and they said that Sharp, the company Sharp, you know, the big tech conglomerate that they are, <laughs> they're going to supply, I think it's either IGZO or IGZO screens for Nintendo to use in future Switch models. And this could mean a couple things. So this would improve the actual display itself, of course. But because the IGZO uses smaller components, it's likely going to also contribute even more to the overall power efficiency. And there's a couple other things that might happen. They've been saying, they've been speculating that it could also leave, lead to less noise on the screen, more sensitive touch capabilities with the screen and stuff like that. But overall, it's just you're going to get a better display. Also, going back to the video, they did a comparison with the Joy-Cons. And this was really interesting to me. So I was watching a video by, I think, pick em ups and while he was unboxing the new one, he was doing a video too. The first thing he said when he opened up the Joy-Cons was like, oh, this feels so different. The plastic is different. Hmm. And then as I was watching this video, that was one of the first thing they mentioned. Apparently, the plastic is a lot more textured. or has like a coating on it. So it feels a lot different than the original Joy-Cons. They, in the uh, Kevin Kenson video, though, they actually did a really in-depth like comparison. They took apart the old Joy-Con and the new Joy-Con and compared all of the components, the codes on them. Apparently, the new one has a completely different battery. The main board is different. The analog sticks are also different and use a different mold. So they're complete, the, the analog sticks are totally different. And they're thinking that this was changed, hoping that uh, it would lead to less drift. Overall, the Joy-Con seemed to be totally different parts. And whether it's just due to the availability of parts changing over time or the new parts were selected specifically to perform better over time, it's it's not very clear at the moment. But uh, one thing they did note at the end of the video, which I thought was very important for just everyday people who want to get the newer updated technology. So the Switch box got a refresh to the design and the new Switches are going to be in the red boxes. So if you're going out to the store, you want to pick one up, make sure you get the red box. Hmm. I'm going to have to go look at my local Best Buy or Target and see if they have newer and older ones mixed together. But to me, this yeah. is pretty cool. I mean, now when Sony used to refresh the PSPs, they would have like new models or even Nintendo, they had like different, like new brighter screen mode or whatever, like on the Game Boy SP. Uh, mm -hmm. And to me, this most likely means that these are very small, subtle changes that most people aren't going to notice. You're probably not going to notice the temperature. You're probably you sure. may notice the screen brightness, but of course, it's not enough of a difference to be like it's the new model. Right. I think right. that's why Nintendo's not making a big huff huff over this. Hopefully, though. For the Nintendo Switch Lite, they're also using the same parts as this. That would only make sense. 
Uh, I hope I'll have two of them soon so I can put them side by side my current switch. And you better hope go. then, yeah. <laughs> I hope, I hope, yeah, or else yeah. I'm you know, messed up. I don't know why I ordered two. Nobody knows. It's a mystery. So that's cool. That's a good uh, good, good detail report. Yeah, and that was, that yeah. was really kind of like the news news of the week. Kind of just mm-hmm. some stuff happened, you know. <laughs> now we're going to go into more of the game news, then. We have quite a few things to talk about here. So first off, uh, Nintendo Switch Online is getting a couple new games for August. They're getting the co-op beat-em-up Kung Fu Heroes and the action game called Vice Project Doom. I have no idea. I don't know anything about these games personally, but apparently Vice Project Doom is very rare. Uh, They haven't appeared on any other console since it first released on the NES in 1991. So this is its first port in nearly 30 years. And they'll both be available on August 21st. Nice. I always forget about the Nintendo Switch NES stuff, so it's always nice to get a reminder <laughs> once a month that there's more games. So it's check like, it oh out. yeah, that exists. Yes. <laughs> I've I also don't know anything about both these games, but mm. looking at the video, I will probably give Vice uh, Project Doom a try. I mean, it seems cool. Like I've no one I haven't you know thirty years. No one's probably played this game, so it seems cool to make a comeback. And hopefully, they can dig from the deep archives of the NES uh, to to yeah. get more. It was just an interesting choice then. Like, why? And you, nobody's done anything with this game in 30 years. Why did you pick this one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. It, it was just really them. interesting to me. Yeah, true. Yeah, super weird. Well, in some interesting product announcements uh, and game announcements, Obsidian uh, just revealed that their Fallout-esque sci-fi RPG, The Outer Worlds, will be coming to the Nintendo Switch. Originally, they just slated for PC, Xbox One, and PS4 on October 25th, but they have announced that it will be coming to the Nintendo Switch at a later date. So who knows when necessarily, hopefully not too much further, but this game does look beautiful. My assumption is that they are going to pass this over to Panic Button because everything goes to Panic Button and then get a beautiful port. Uh, But it is like set, um, you know, uh, basically, um, you know, you... Yeah, you are from a like a colony ship that's been lost in transit 70 years after sort of being in hibernation, like you're recruited to revive the rest of the colonists and you know, this huge space, a space exploration that's open world. It looks really, really awesome. And we'll link to the trailer and sort of interview with some of the devs. But uh, I'm excited for more news whenever Obsidian does more. And of course, I'll look forward to the normal launches, too. And hopefully the switch one isn't too much later. Yeah, when when it was announced at E3, I thought it looked really cool. I was like, oh, this reminds me of um, Borderlands a little bit and like Fallout. And I just didn't because I had a switch now, I was more interested in switch games coming out and focusing more on that. So when I didn't see it was coming to switch, I just wasn't really interested in it and threw it aside. But now that it's on going to be coming on the switch, I've been looking into this game. It's going to be so cool. Yeah, (laughs) I'm really excited for it. Yeah, I love those like exploration open world games. So just sign me up. I'm ready for it. And speaking of open world games that you explore in, uh, No Man's Sky may be getting a Switch port. <laughs> maybe. Uh, Keyword, maybe. 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 This is kind of in rumor mill territory a little bit. But so so Game Informer reached out to the founder of No Man's Sky, Sean Murray, and asked if the game was ever going to be ported to Nintendo Switch. And I have a quote from him here. He said, I love the Switch. We're obviously very focused on what we're doing right now, but we have done a lot of work for PSVR 
to optimize the game. So I'd be interested to see what's possible. But at the moment, we're just very focused on what we're doing right now. So for people who don't know what they're working on right now, they're working on No Man's Sky Beyond, which is an update to the current game. Uh, But I'm really excited to hear that there's potential for it to come to the Switch. I was really interested in this game when it first came out. It kind of tanked a little when it first came out, I think. Um, But I know they're working on it. It's going to come to Switch maybe someday. I'm excited. Maybe. Maybe one <laughs> maybe, day. I'm maybe not gonna, one day, possibly. <laughs> I'm not going to lose uh, sleep over this game ever coming out. It'd be cool to definitely get it. I do. I question, you know, if if Sean says like, hey, you know, there is a possibility and they've maybe even gone down trying to port a route or something like that. It seems odd to maybe do PSVR first over Nintendo Switch. I feel like the money would be more in the the switch port of it just in general but they're also working on beyond which i saw in the update that um watching videos and hands-on and it's Mm -hmm. almost as big as like no man's sky 2 for all intensive purposes so yeah it would be a lot to port over but we'll see what happens um in general so who knows but again i'm not gonna lose sleep over this by one little quote from the founder he should have just said no but you know we'll leave it at maybe for now so he, he he wanted to plant the seed essentially <laughs> he wanted to get people excited probably but i'm personally more excited for the outer worlds than than no man's sky just because we actually know that that's coming <laughs> that's true now talking about yeah. ports uh our good friends over at night dive studios recently released not only turok one a few months ago but turok two on the nintendo switch and i bought turok one and i thought it was pretty decent for being a good port it ran really really smooth now that it's been officially released uh, and, you know, being sold on the eShop, people have downloaded it, people have played it, and people have realized that it does not include split-screen online or cross-play modes at all that the more modern versions of the game have. So uh, people reached out to the developers, Night Dive Studios, and they said, hey, multiplayer is not in at, at this time. While we can't address specific features or issues, We are planning on continuing to support and update this titles as we do with all Night Dive games. So what that reads to me is you're not going to get multiplayer. So no, (laughs) they basically didn't explain anything at all. (laughs) That that seems okay. I don't I don't know. I mean, I mean, cool, but like no one's going to play multiplayer in this game anyways. Why even waste your time and effort on it? Just is my assumption. It's basically the people who wanted to find something wrong with it. This is what they found wrong with it. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's about all the news and game news we have, but we do have some exciting accessories, products, and Kickstarters that we will absolutely have to talk about. And I have to talk about this one that you found. I'm not sure where you found it, uh, <laughs> but I will say if you know about Sugarfina, which is a candy company, overpriced candy company for all intents and purposes, it's the most expensive candy and gummy bears in the entire world. Gourmet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> gourmet gourmet gummies if you will they're also well known for like alcohol infused candies and other things like that well they have teamed up with nintendo that is correct if you want some uh gourmet uh gummies you can in fact get some sugarfina dash nintendo collectibles so there's all sorts of really great things in here They have uh, a bunch of design your own. That's what they're really all about is like design your own mix and match. But they have gummies. They have Luigi's green mushrooms, toad red mushrooms, princess peach pearls that are in here. They have Bowser's chocolate eggs, Goomba chocolate caramels. They have all of these bundles that come in uh, NES 
uh, style containers and also this really cool bento box where you can put three pieces in. It's sort of a uh, interactive diorama of uh, the <laughs> NES uh, Mario game, which is very cool. And uh, yeah, you can go uh, you can go do that. They're expensive. So go to town. The biggest bundle is 70 bones and you can get a box of gummies because uh, who doesn't want 50 gummies for eight dollars? Now, that's just a good deal. Great. It's a steal. <laughs> yeah. And you and we also know that while they are well known for alcohol infused uh, candy, these are not alcohol infused. So you can get them for all your kiddos. Stocking stuffers start. Start planning now. <laughs> yeah. Now I will say I have been, you know, making fun of this, but it is really cool. I mean, literally the NES one, it plays the Super Mario theme song when you open it. Like, uh, hello. Like, that's so cool. I mean, it is. I almost want to buy one just because I don't know. <laughs> you know I mean, me. think about it. I mean, it seems like something you would get. And I only I say know. that because I know you like to collect Nintendo stuff. So as I was looking at this, I was like, Oh man, Mats is gonna love this, and he's gonna be so excited about this. <laughs> I, know. I know. Just it's never just... open the box of candy; they'll just like get sit there and like get stale over like ten years. It'll be fine. Oh my goodness! Store it behind glass. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that sounds like um, me. But we do have an unofficial Nintendo partnership happening. Uh, so if you're anything like me. You watch countless YouTube videos of people trying to duplicate Legend of Zelda recipes. Um, you guys have all seen the memes of people just like throwing stuff in a pan and mixing it around and saying, ta-da, it's done. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, there's a talented fan named Amy Wood that has spent the last two years creating her own unofficial Zelda or Legend of Zelda cookbook. Um, the Kickstarter campaign she did, it had a goal of $3,000. It has now raised, I checked earlier this morning, more than $58,000. Wow. And at the time this podcast is being released, it's going to have one day left. So I'll read you the, I'll read you like her explanation of the book. And if it sounds good to you, you got one day to go get it. <laughs> um, so she says, explore chew jelly reimagined as fruit jellies. Level up your cooking with salt grilling or leaf stewing and discover the origin of each dish in game guides. From easy comfort food like elixir soup and vegetable risotto to powerful dishes like monster cake and rock roast, for entertaining at a party to a game night at home, the unofficial Legend of Zelda cookbook is your companion. That's cool. <laughs> I just thought that was so good. And it has like vegan recipes and it. it has like 80 vegan recipes or something in it. It's crazy how many recipes it has. But I'm like so tempted to kickstart this because I... I'm always like, I just love cooking in the game. So that's really cool. I mean, I could really see this <laughs> yeah. taking off on Twitch. Like every night you're cooking something different. Uh, that's just pretty neat. I like I like this creativeness of just, you know, even though this game has been out for two years, there's just so much activity around it all the time. Uh, I think that's really, really neat, including the next one that you'll talk about, too, which is crazy. Yeah. So Michael actually found this one and he sent it to me in the same theme of Zelda. There's a wireless charger that's Zelda themed. <laughs> so it's for your phone and it's styled to look like Shika technology. It has lights and sounds. So if you tap it once, the lights turn on. And if you tap it six times, it has a sound effect. And it's the same sound that you hear in the game when Link inserts the Shika slate into a pedestal to get information. Um, now, it it seems like it, it, the website I was looking on didn't really give a straight up price or a couple prices. But when I added it to my cart, it said it was $63. So 
you want to feel like you're beholding Sheikah technology, <laughs> this is the thing for you. That's pretty neat. I mean, yeah. I'm- I'm not sure. I'm not a wireless charging person. My phone doesn't wireless charge. Maybe my next one will. But uh, it is pretty neato if if you're really into it. I mean, you got to be a real diehard fan. But I would probably say maybe pick up the cookbook, support a support a creator first, perhaps. I don't know. Yeah, but this is cool. I mean, they're both super cool. <laughs> yeah. Now, talking about other projects and yet another Kickstarter projects, our good friends over at Human Things, uh, the creator of the Genki Bluetooth adapter. Uh, is coming out with a new Kickstarter, which is very, very cool. Now, if you remember, I was a Kickstarter backer of just about everything in the entire world. And uh, I kickstarted the Genki Bluetooth adapter, which I reviewed on the website, which is very, very uh, positive on my end. So you plug in a little Bluetooth adapter on the bottom of your switch. Uh, You can stream music over Bluetooth um, to your headphones, or there's an adapter you can plug it in the side of your dock. There was also a little adapter that you could plug into the top of your switch to do a microphone. Uh, unfortunately, my my top part port stopped working for microphones 100 uh, percent. So now uh-huh. I meh, but, you know, uh, whatever. So Genki is back, though. I call this entire series line Genki, I believe, and they're calling this thing the convert dock. Now, this is super duper neat, and I jumped on it immediately and was an early bird to lock in the forty nine dollar price. Now. Granted, we just said all of that stuff about the docks and bricking systems and doing all this stuff, but I don't care, Christina. I'm doing it anyways, because the people over at Simple, um, or sorry, Simple Thing, no, Human Things, um, they really think about the intricacies and do a lot of testing, a lot of in and outs. Now, this convert dock is pretty bananas because the convert dock takes the entirety of a Nintendo Switch dock and power adapter and puts it into a singular unit. It literally makes no sense and it's amazing. So think (laughs) of a power plug adapter, literally the size of your Nintendo Switch one. But imagine if it had an HDMI display out and it had a USB 3.1 out and it had a USB-C in on it that you just plugged into the wall. How amazing would that be to travel around with? Well, that's what this is. What's cool about it is that it was designed for the Nintendo Switch, but actually works with anything, to be honest with you. You take a cable that they'll supply from your Nintendo Switch, plug it into this adapter, right? And that's the USB-C out, just like as if you were docking it. And then uh, you plug that into the wall and take the HDMI out and plug it into any TV. So if you're in a hotel room, in a conference room, anything like that, which is super duper cool. Now, this is because, and they go into the technology, it's using this GAN, which is gallium nitrogen um, technology to make it run cooler and be able to compact all the silicon chargers all into this tiny little box. Uh, it's crazy in general, and I hope for the love that it actually works uh, because I did get my $50 but it does support other things. So Apple iPhones, MacBooks, Surface Books, um, anything like that, which is very, very nifty. And then you could plug in other stuff to it. So I, I have no idea what magic they did to make this happen, but I'm all in. Um, and they have already raised $722,000 with 11,000 backers. And you have a month left to get on this. So um, give it a go if you're super into it and want to take the risk like me. So basically what they did is they took a shrink ray to the <laughs> to the Nintendo Switch dock 
and made it so you could plug it into the wall. It's brilliant. It's amazing. That's that's why. That's perfect. And it's, it's so, so cool. small. Yeah. It's so small. Yeah, that's what we need this this day and age of technology is smaller things that are more compact and then we need to carry less stuff around. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I'm all about it. I, I really I'm very impressed. So, yeah, that's cool. So a little uh, DS uh, news. So later this year is the 15th anniversary of Nintendo DS. Because of this, Nintendo Life is allowing readers to vote for their favorite Nintendo DS games. So they'll be revealing the 50 best uh, Nintendo DS games later this year. We have a link in the show notes if you'd like to go and vote if you're a diehard DS fan. Um, About two weeks ago, though, they released the best 50 Nintendo Switch games. Um, And they put this together based on user ratings from Switch games on their website and in their database. Now, the games needed a minimum of 50 ratings in order to be eligible. So just to give you a heads up, you can go check out the whole 50 if you want. I'm going to list off the top five so first absolutely no surprise we know it's going to be number one zelda breath of the wild of course uh second super mario odyssey third super smash brothers ultimate fourth super mario maker 2 and fifth mario kart 8 deluxe nice so yeah i will attempt to go and vote there are about five billion (laughs) nintendo ds games i'm going to go into my drawer i have a drawer of uh nintendo ds and 3ds games and i'm going to go take a look and try to pull these out i mean advance wars probably high on my list there's castlevania games mario kart of course and 10 dogs i'm going to try to find some third-party games and really give that a look but it's also fun just to flip through this list and just see how many games are on it i mean there's 19 pages of games. Yeah, I mean, I, so I, many. I missed out on the whole DS and Nintendo DS train. So when I saw this and I was like looking at all the games, I was stunned at how many there were. And that's not all of them either. <laughs> yeah, so many yeah, games. There's a ton. <sighs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's news. Now that we have nothing in the rumor mill, no supply drop update. Michael is still out there battling the max on the field. Um, so let's get into it, Christina. What are this week's bestsellers? Let's run down the top 10 for them. So first was Fire Emblem Three Houses, second, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, third, Minecraft, fourth, Doom, 1993, fifth, Quest for the Golden Duck, which it's on sale for 19 cents, so that explains why it's fifth, uh, sixth, Doom 3, seventh, Super Mario Maker 2, eighth is Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, nine is Doom 2, and tenth is Cuphead. Um, and there were a couple new games that didn't quite make it to the top 10, but they're in the top 30. 13th place was Forager, and 27th place was Pillars of Eternity, the complete edition. Look at that. Doom hanging in there. Hanging in still, there. Still, all three games still in the top 10. That's pretty pretty wild. <laughs> that was very good. Yeah, Dragon Ball Z Fighters. Yeah, yeah it's all there. Yeah, Fire Emblem. Good. I mean, mm-hmm. all good. I would like to say Cuphead 2 bouncing back into the top. So that's pretty cool. Very impressive. No uh, 911. No. operator though this time for wah, once Jeez. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah i was looking uh on the store there were some new games on sale they just changed it up you know every week there's like a new shenanigans of games on sale and uh, mm-hmm. i was looking to see if there was any like oh must you know buy a hundred percent like you know dragon ball fighter z is still 70 percent off which is really awesome if you're into that that's why it's up there uh, i'm surprised by players eternity that's still 40 dollars it's on sale for 20 percent off but i was like that's pretty cool um and i don't know i'm really kind of looking through uh, on them right now i like to do this from time to time 
Mario Tennis mm-hmm. Aces is 30% off. That's cool. Morphe's Law, which Michael and I had talked about a long time ago. This is where it's a multiplayer game where you get bigger and smaller and it's crazy. That's that one's 60% off for eight bucks. Might want to look into that. Um, but yeah, I was kind of looking through and nothing else really, really caught my eye. Uh, sometimes I'm just like, oh man, got to get that. Um, like Windjammers <laughs> is 50% off right now. Maybe, you know, a lot, a lot of my wish list going on sale. And that's hard because I just bought a bunch of new games. Like I remember last last week, I literally bought Race Die Run and Subdivision Infinity yeah. DX. So, <laughs> uh, and Hamsterdam came in, which we'll talk about later. So uh, well, let's talk about some new games this week that you can get. Uh, we are so lucky because there is not that many of them. So let me break it down really quick. <laughs> On for August, once. yeah, for once. Ever. Well, yeah, for once. That's correct. Yeah, it remind <laughs> it, it. It really this week is sort of like one of the early weeks in the Switch life. Which, looking back, those are the good old days when you had three games this week came out on the Switch, and you're like, oh, three games to pick from: <laughs> Tetris yeah. or or Puyo Pop and Tetris and Puyo Pop together. Perfect. So, uh, unlike other weeks where we've had like 80 games that have come out, it's just too many games. So. This week, we have on the 13th, Never Give Up for $15, Exception for $15, Friday the 13th, The Game Ultimate Slasher Edition, $40, uh, Fell Seal, Arbiter's Mark for $30 on the 14th, and on the 15th, that's a big day, uh, it'll do for $10, Vassar Collection for $10, Rogue Singularity for $15, Beholder 2 for $15, Cryo Greer, Cairo, Cairo Gear, Gear, Cairo Gear, Cairo, Cryo Gear, Cryo Gear, twenty dollars. You got there, yes. <laughs> there we go. Uh, on the sixteenth, Escape from the Universe for ten. On the seventeenth, Anode, Anodi, and Nod, four dollars. And on the eighteenth, Far Alone Sales. Christina, what's your picks for the week? Yeah, two. First one is Beholder Two which I didn't even know there was a Beholder 1, but apparently there is. <laughs> um, I think for $15, it's actually interesting. It's kind of a dystopian choose-your-own-adventure game. You start out as an intern working for what seems to be like a corporate government entity of some kind. Um, and the whole point of the game is to work your way up through like this corporate ladder and just move your way up in, in the the corporation, essentially. But it, it looks kind of cool. It, it's like dark. Reminds me a little bit of uh, not Limbo, mm, kind of Limbo esque a little bit. Yeah, like the art style. Um, and then Far Lone Sales for fifteen dollars. I marked that one as well. Uh, so this one is basically it's you and this land sailing machine of some kind, and you travel and survive through like this post-apocalyptic atmospheric world. Uh, it was kind of like a chill, eerie, mad mask, mad max esque exploration game. Uh, mm. looks surprisingly good for only $15, but anything that's post-apocalyptic or eerie in any way and has great art style, sign me up. <laughs> that's what you're into. That's your jam. <laughs> yeah. That's my jam. <laughs> yeah. I what about of, you? I looked through this week and yeah, I, I thought that Beholder 2 looked pretty cool. Uh, I didn't mm-hmm. know what the gameplay was, so I sort of needed to maybe figure out and go a little bit deeper on that and maybe look at the first one. Maybe that's like really cheap and I think it's already on the Switch already. So maybe see if that goes on sale really deep when it comes out. The game I pick this week, uh, which 
reminding me a little bit of a Tron vibe to it in a weird way. It was called Exception, which is not a great name. I got that name. too. Yeah, you did. You picked that <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. As soon as as soon as I watched the video for it, I was like, oh, this is like Tron the video game. <laughs> it really is. I mean, the whole yeah. concept of this game, it's a 2.5D platformer, so 2D with 3D aspects to it. And the concept is that there was a computer that's overta- that was overtaken by this vi- uh, virus that's bent on total annihilation. So you, the player, assume control of a software program that is turned into an, a combat machine to sort of um, take down this virus from inside of the computer. I mean, the whole game has these very vibrant uh, neon colors to them in the same colors of Tron. The world sort of flips and goes around as you're jumping around. It seemed really cool um, by Track Ma- Tracks Track Master Software. I don't know if they have a track record dun, 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 um, of, <laughs> of anything, but uh, this might be one of their first games from what I can see in general, but it's, it's coming out on all different consoles. So it comes out on Steam, PlayStation, Switch, and the Xbox One all in the same day. So it's a new, new game, which I always love. Um, if anyone over at Track Masters is, uh, wants to send us a code, they could do that too. No big deal. Uh, but yeah. You know, if you want, if you want. Yeah, it seems super cool. Uh, and I don't know. I would like to definitely check it out for sure. So that's it. Yeah, I thought it looked cool, but I just, for me, that kind of gameplay, I, I'm not strong in that. <laughs> I like platformer, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, not bad. I'm at least glad we had some this week. I was a little bit worried when I saw the list. I was like, oh, no. Well, I'm running into this issue now where I feel like every week I'm kind of looking at the same games. Mm, welcome to our world. You, you get what I, yeah, it's like, like week to week it's just some of them are so similar it's just like not not into this i'll look i'll open it up and i feel bad because i should like read into it and really care about the story but with the amount of games that we have to look through i open it up and if it doesn't grab my attention in like the first three seconds or if there isn't a video i just move on yeah that's true yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, well that's gonna about (laughs) do it for the new releases so let's get into it christina what have you been playing so I played the Kill a Kill demo and? and I had no clue what was going on. Awesome. <laughs> I had no idea. And I I mean, once you actually get to the fighting part, which I have to be honest, I was laying on my couch, like going through the cutscene in the beginning. It's a long cutscene. I fell asleep. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It is long. It's like 20 minutes. And you have to you have to read because it's yeah, I'm I'm a slow reader. So, <laughs> yeah, if you're into uh anime and and stuff like that like hardcore you might be more into it than i was but yeah (laughs) and then of course mario kart 8 deluxe played that a little bit uh trying to practice and get through all of the different grand prix and whatnot have you adjusted to the uh new controls that you've set up for yourself i think i have because the first three races i got all first place the last one i came in fourth but we're not going to talk about that but i have i have figured out that you have to slow down on corners like you actually have to pull off the accelerator when you get to really tight corners and i never had to do that with the old game and then it's like there's only some corners where you should drift on and then there's somewhere you shouldn't so i'm starting to kind of gauge that a little bit um getting better practice makes perfect guys (laughs) and then we talked about Automa Chef a little bit ago when it was just come. I think when it was going to come out, mm-hmm. and I was interested in it. 
And then I watched this streamer called Sips. He does like Let's Plays and he did a Let's Play of it. And I had it going for a little bit. And as he was playing, I was like, oh, man, there's so many things I would I would do differently than he was doing it. And I wouldn't stop thinking. I think I watched that video on Monday and all week. I've just been thinking about how I want to play the game. So I just bought it this morning. <laughs> oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. So I guys, I bought a game. You did it. It happened. <laughs> it happened. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. But yeah, so I haven't played it yet, but I definitely plan to because I'm flying and I feel like a game like this would be perfect for flying. It's a little low key, you know. So, yeah. Nice. I like that. That's great. Mm -hmm. What about you? What have you been playing? Well, you know, I should have been playing a lot more seeing I was also flying, but I didn't. So what are you going to do? But besides that, no, I definitely did play some other things. So the I did kind of was in the Mario Kart mood just because you were playing some Mario Kart and I was like, I want to play Mm -hmm. some Mario Kart. So I just was kind of going through some of the 150 CCs, playing through those, which are super, super fun. Uh, just just offline on the plane. That's kind of what I did for about an hour or two. And of course, that was fun. And I did mostly OK, but haven't gotten three um, stars on all of them just yet. But I wanted to take some time because last week we had talked about Hamsterdam and you got the steam code. I got the switch code because I was a Kickstarter backer. And I said, you know what, I'm going to spend some time today before the pod and sit down and play a game. And I decided to boot up Hamsterdam because uh, Kotaku they um, had given some a nice little article about how it was pretty fun. And this oh, game, cool. this game, you know, is two dollars on on um, two dollars on iOS and Android, eight dollars on Steam, ten dollars on Switch. So there is a switch tax on it. There's no in-app purchases on anything like that. It's just what it is. And you just can't sell a game for ten dollars on on mobile. So that's probably why they made it two bucks. But um, yeah, I. I, they definitely adapted the controls pretty okay for the Switch, but it does feel more like a mobile game than mm. a platformer. And and probably by design of Hamsterdam, it was that way. Because how the world is set up is there's a bunch of different sort of levels that you go through. And in each level, it has that stages where like, here's you know, 10 stages and you have to try to get three stars on each of them and sort of like Angry Birds style. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the gameplay is is unique. So it's like a beat em up and you're this hamster and you, you, there's baddies that are coming after you. There's not really a story necessarily that I've really discovered just yet because the stories are told by just like little comic book with no words or no voiceover or anything like that. But there's some bad you know, other rodents that are coming after you and you got to beat them up. And it's all about combos and timing and the the baddies can sort of go into this mode where they're about to attack you so you can dodge and take them down and you can do big KO moves and combos. So that is quite fun. And I've played through the first level now and there's boss battles and things which get pretty difficult. Uh, and it's definitely fun. I'm just not sure if it's... um. Not sure if it is something where you're going to want to continue to play it because it is already starting to feel pretty, pretty repetitious. I would say there doesn't, it doesn't really grab you. Yeah, I mean, no, like, it grabbed me in the way that I enjoyed. In I enjoy playing it. Like I had a lot. I've had a lot of fun with it so far, but it's not okay. like every every stage is very similar. Like here's a bunch of baddies. Go dodge them, hit some combos, next thing, do it again. So I want to get into the next level and see if it adjusts at all, see if there's more mm-hmm. story. But 
beyond that, I'm like, it's a hard sell for $10 for $2, like on mobile, like, yeah, probably it's great purchase. You know what I mean? Cause it looks really good okay. and plays well. It loads pretty quick, has pretty good graphics. So I think $10 is just a, a hard one. Um, when it's, it's cheaper on other systems, right? That's the problem. Yeah. But it's cute. That switch tax, man. Switch tax. It's cute. It's fun. I'm not, I'm not, not dogging on it. I just, mm-hmm. I want there to be a little bit more. So I'll see how long I keep going on it into the new week. Yeah. I need that, that, uh, steam code from you again. Okay. Cause I couldn't, I, I closed out our recording software and I didn't have it anymore. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I'll email it to you. Yeah. So yeah, that'll help. Thanks. Okay, cool. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's podcast. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Now, Christina is heading on the road next week and Michael is still on the road next week. So I will be riding solo next week. So come hang out with me next week on the pod and we'll have a little bit more news about the future of the pod um, uh, next week's episode. Thank you, Christina, for for hanging out with me and hope you have an amazing week. Same to you. All right, everyone. You can, of course, hit us up on NintendoDispatch.com, Dispatch Podcast on Twitter. And follow us on twitch.tv slash Nintendo Dispatch. That's going to do it for this week's Nintendo Dispatch.